0: You are listening to the Uncovered Canvas podcast and we'll be right with you. And then we introduce Kat, so that way. Uh, yeah, I mean we've been talking to... already,
1: so we got our introduction yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of out of the way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Obviously, I'm here. That's G knight We have a guest with us. Uh, this is our official third member, but not third host, right, of the group. This is Cat, our background member, social media queen, um, resident mascot.
2: Okay, well, um, everybody, um. My name is Kat. I am a professional illustrator. Um, I've been working in manga and comics for the past, I think, three years now. Um, It's super nice to meet you all. Uh, In terms of goals, I just want to get better at what I do and improve alongside (laughs) y'all. Yeah,
1: that's the goal. That is the goal. You do have, like, a legitimate objective, though, right? Because we talked about this before, where you want to... What was it? You want to replace your means of income from doing strictly commissioned work to more like a personal focused uh, type Absolutely, things.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, working in commissions only allows you so much freedom. And there are a lot of stories that I want to be able to tell and share with the world. So uh, it stems to reason that, um, goal-wise, I want to shift towards doing my uh, own work and finding a way to live off of that.
1: So, what okay, what are the stories you're working on right now?
2: All right, so stories I'm working on right now. Um, I'm doing a series called Phone Psycho, and that's as exciting as it sounds. It's about a serial killer who can take people over, um, by calling them, and that's on Webtoon right now. and You can go read it. It's up, I think we've got two chapters up, but it's broken up into parts, but they're fairly long chapters, so. might be, you know, a half hour of read time.
0: <laughs> uh it'll um, I'll have a link in the show notes for uh You said it was called show. Phone Psycho.
1: Was this the one by uh Gabueru
2: or whatever? Gibure, yeah. That's yeah.
1: right. You have more than two chapters. There's like nineteen on here. I guess <laughs> two two volumes, but you have like nineteen episodes, got it.
2: Yeah, two chapters broken into nineteen episodes. Got it, got it,
1: got it, got it.
0: I really don't like how Webtoon breaks things up, you know. I understand that the standard traditional chapter slash issue, whatever nomenclature you want to use, uh, doesn't have, like, a standardized page amount. So some manga chapters can be anywhere from 7 pages to 88, depending on whatever magazine you're in, whether it be weekly, monthly, quarterly, so on and so forth. And some comic books, some uh, usually the standard is uh, 22 pages. Uh, And then you get some ads in there. That's why sometimes you get some comics. Then you have like, oh, well, how come this comic has 28 pages? That's because they included the ads. But with Webtoon, because it's a vertical format, it's hard to gauge really how... Even when I've seen people draw pages for Webtoon, it's hard to gauge how many freaking pages is this? You only really go by panels. And, you know, sometimes you kind of scroll through... Really quickly, like the same amount of content that it would take me to read a webtoon, it's like only a quarter of like a traditional comic slash manga. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's yeah, it's so like something like
1: me. their seventy-five panel um, requirement is like seven
0: or eight pages of manga. That's that's short, jeez! And here okay. I am. I got a butt. I got a bud that's complaining how there's a series that they like, and it's like, oh man, I really like this series. Too bad it fucking ends in, like, two pages, basically. I was like, well, how many freaking panels are there? And it's like, there's not a lot. And I'm basically waiting for, you know, 50, quote-unquote, episodes to drop because I know that's basically going to be a proper read and not, oh, hey, I cut in the middle of the scene. Okay.
2: Oh, like Webtoon, where you have a lot of creators, you know, it's kind of an open, an open format website where you can kind of upload any comic, right? Um. <laughs> You end up with a lot of people who kind of go by their own guidelines or whatever they can produce within a week and hope that uh, you know an audience can resonate with the comic that they're putting out or the story that they're putting out but i think a lot of uh, the creators on there are kind of capped you know because they've got other jobs going on and lives outside of like the comic that they're working on a lot of people on there are hobbyists so a lot of times you might you know find this really compelling story but there won't be a lot of content um mm-hmm. within that story it's just because a webtoon is not that kind of website
1: one of my buddies started a new webtoon for him as well um it looks pretty interesting he was working on something a while back called virus eater but i guess he stopped that for whatever reason uh, But he started on something called witch ward which is about like
2: Oh yeah i've seen that one actually
1: yeah hey there we go yeah, his name is Struggling Artist, a mutual friend of ours. But
0: oh, uh, hey, that was his. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, like yeah, yeah. I, I okay, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to throw him under the bus. I'm sorry, that's the exact same webtoon. Uh, he, my friend was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking. Uh, um, uh, you may at like struggle at uh. Made, like, yeah, and, yeah, well, yeah struggling. Yumei, are friends too. So. Struggle yeah, so struggle with talking to humor and is like, hey yo, you should read my comic. And he's like, I'm gonna read it when there's fifty episodes because I'm not about to read no short ass chapters. Yeah, I feel <laughs> that. he was freaking he was putting them on blast and everything, and I'm like, dude, oh my god, freaking calm down, no chill. But his pay- his chapters are actual like
1: they're genuine length or whatever, like the proper webtoon length. Um, but I don't know if he's doing it weekly or anything like that. But he the quality's up there. The storytelling isn't like super linear. Like I don't understand a hundred percent what's going on yet. Um, but it does look pretty interesting so far. So I'm interested if he actually takes this one further than he's taken a lot of his other stuff. Right? Like um was mm-hmm. it uh galaxy king from the forgotten, which I guess has a few updates that I need to read, but I don't understand anything about it. Um the very short lives virus eater which word we did work on um it was the baba yaga
2: uh yeah oh yeah that was originally titled
1: storybook frontier and then we got razzed because it was supposed to supposedly a stupid title
0: (laughs) we'll go too deep into that it's just uh that project uh had a lot of uh uh editorial interference
1: yeah it was very interesting um but, uh, you know, I'd be excited if I could, like, work on that again, because we had a lot of really cool ideas for it, we thought it was a really interesting story, and I'm a much better artist now in terms of manga, so it would be really cool to work on.
0: Do you guys own the copyright to that series, or yeah. did that get, yeah, okay, would... I was gonna ask if you got forfeited for, you know, whatever reasons, I didn't, uh, wanted to make no, sure you still only, right... Yeah, we, we
1: didn't really sign anything, we you know, we just participated in the contest, so... Okay. Plus, you know, the guy who was in charge or whatever, just from day one, did not like
0: us or our story. He made that abundantly clear. Ironic, considering the uh, the, the two creators. But <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna go too deep. Um, because today's episode, we wanted to actually talk about the webtoons TOS that got updated on June twenty seventh, two thousand twenty three. And we figure we were lucky enough to bring Kat on the show and talk about this because this is a serious thing. And by the time this goes live, you'll only have about two weeks to opt out of the new TOS that happened. And I'll include the email in the show as well that you can send and make sure that you decide. It's up to you whether or not you decide you want to opt out. But after hearing the things that we're talking about, I believe personally you should opt out. As an aspiring creator, just reading some of these new changes from the original TOS to the new TOS, this is pretty sus. I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm going to give it to you straight, guys. This ain't ain't pretty. (laughs) (laughs) This ain't Uh, it, chief. This ain't it, chief. This ain't it. (laughs) Even reading the original uh, TOS, there's some iffy bits in here, but I'll get into that when we get into the show proper. So, okay, so where are we starting then? Are we going into the terms of
1: service? or I, I, well, I guess I'm... let's describe what Webtoon is yeah, yeah, for yeah. anybody yeah. who's, like, curious and doesn't know. Uh, right. Which would be wild to me because it's, like, one of the most popular comic platforms on the planet. But whatever. Right.
0: Uh, You guys want to take the whole Webtoon thing away? I haven't opened the app in... Uh, I haven't opened... I'm not going to lie. I haven't opened the app in probably two years. There no, There isn't really anything besides, you know, Friends stuff. That yeah. I given it like a chance, it's like, hey, can you read my webtoons? Like, sure. I'll yeah, today's the first time I logged into Webtoon in like over a year. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so Webtoon is a ver- what was it? A vertical comic? I-, I forget what like format they technically labeled it under, but it is a vertical reading uh, platform for comics, and I believe they also do writing. I think there's some like actual prose on the website, from my understanding now, that they wanted to break into, or... yeah, some like light novel territory or something. Yeah, because I know Chapas did part.
1: that for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um and then maybe Webtoon decided to hop in there because maybe Tapastic was taking off. I don't know. I know Tapastic's main... So Webtoon's, like, main competitor is called Tapas, T-A-P-A-S. Uh, mm-hmm. used to previously known as Tapastic, which is what I know about. Know it as. Um, they have a kind of, like, web novel, light novel area um, so that if you're not, like, an artist but you still want to produce content for people to read and hopefully gains a notoriety, notoriety, you can do that. Their main competitor would be Web Novel, uh, which is a Chinese novel writing platform of um, varying quality. Um, Pretty
2: notorious novel. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Very. That is a very very. uh, uh, I am. uh, It is a very very uh, pulled back uh, way to describe it in terms of quality. Web Novel is
1: most famous for. Kind of being the launching platform for uh, JKS manga, uh, you know. Phil is friends with him, and then like he got into our circle, which is like really wild to me. that um, he's like, but he, he he's one of the founders of Shrine Comics. It's like a whole circle. Some of the Shrine people do webtoon on their Canvas platform. One of them does a webtoon original called Just a Goblin. Uh, that'd be Inupin, JKS manga, and Brandon Chen who do that. Um, all of them are also involved with Shrine, so it's it's really just a big circle that this whole like area of Internet manga kind of revolves around.
0: Right, um, I believe a lot of those guys also had because I don't know if you wanted to bring up pulse as well with them because they also because that's the thing because they also share a lot of creators with pulse. Yes, Pulse though
1: isn't really in any official capacity. If we're realistic about it, right? Like a
2: lot of the Pulse series are uh, switching over to being part of Shrine. Um, yes, and,
0: and Pulse has been pretty dead for a while. Like there's no activity in either of the servers. That's a shame because I'm I only bring that up because I know some creators are like they share creators and then they also have it's like a like a Marvel DC thing where like some creators are at both, some are only at one. I know there's uh, a couple artists that are only Shrine, and there are some couple artists that are only Pulse, but there is some overlap, and then there are some that have content on both platforms. But it's a uh, it's a big mixture because it's such a re- it's an interesting circle of creators that they interact with.
1: Yeah. So, but it is, like it is really interesting to see that like they're all kind of connected, right? Like if you are yeah. in one, you probably know people from everywhere else on the fucking platform. Ironically enough, that's actually how I met both of you
0: two. <laughs>
1: it is, yeah. We all met so, through Shrine. You were testing Shrine's waters. I happen to be one of the very few confident people talking some real shit. Yeah.
2: I think that's how I met you too, Gina.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's how I was going to say, because um, I'm the aspiring one. So uh, what hero meant by uh, was Kat uh, uh, testing this stuff, whereas uh, I joined in as sort of a... I guess an individual, I should say, as an individual creator that didn't uh, have anything to his name at the time.
2: Appreciated your honesty, like when you would um, critique a work, you like would go in depth, and I felt like you were, you know, really thoughtful and you had a lot of like critical thinking. Um, and so, like, I really valued like your input on like a lot of different pieces, which you know made you super interesting to me because like you had a lot of uh, knowledge like, even though, like, it wasn't necessarily, like, practical knowledge from experience, you had a lot of knowledge, and so, like, I respected you, and... No, that was,
1: yeah, same deal with me as well, is because, uh, I remember one of our first conversations, we were talking about, like, your huge breadth of, like, rumor mill knowledge of everything (laughs) that you had learned from everyone else, everywhere else, and I was like, damn, bro, you've been everywhere. right, like you have tentacles in every corner. <laughs> and I thought that was like super impressive because it's like it's not like you were doing anything for malicious reasons, you weren't like being an information broker or anything like that. You were just genuinely
0: <laughs> curious, yeah. Some of the stuff I did find out, I did, you know, you can, uh, especially in our first conversation, some of it you can figure out, but I did have to like ask, you know, some people because there's some details mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, there's uh, you're gonna you only know that if you ask certain peeps. Um, but, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not saying anything, I just, uh, I'm just, uh, all I'm gonna say is, like, uh, you both are, uh, definitely, uh, uh, putting, uh, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of an asshole really nicely.
1: <laughs> he is a bit of an asshole, but he's our asshole. Exactly. <laughs>
2: it's <an> interesting terminology.
1: <laughs> Look, man. You've seen I that don't speech to, at the end of... I don't know of... how to take
2: this. I don't know how to you take this. you seen that speech at the end of...
1: Uh, the, was it the... the What's the fucking Matt Stone, Trey Parker puppet movie? Team, Team America, America World Police. Yes, Team America World Police. There are dicks, assholes, and pussies.
0: <laughs> oh, I got you want to? Oh, <laughs> I'm not even look, you know. Let's just move on. I'm not gonna look up this script. This is I'm
1: gonna freaking oh the oh, for the for up. the speech. I,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna look it up and like re, re, you know rephr- uh you know say it verbatim, but I'm like ah.
2: <laughs> we're already not. going a Maybe. little. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. We
0: <laughs> gotta. We actually do gotta make
1: this a serious episode. So. Um, yes. Yeah. So we're talking about the webtoons terms of service today.
0: Mm-hmm. So to kind of set the stage a bit, I wanted to check the original terms of service compared to the new one. So the one that, um, to my understanding, the last time they did a major change to their terms of service was March 14th, 2022. And the new one we're currently, you know, that's causing all the hullabaloo is the one that is in effect June 27th, 2023. Webtoon only gives you this sort of basic notification that, oh, hey, our terms of service has changed. Please click that little uh, – please click that button that you agree and then submit. Now, in most other companies, I'm talking Apple, Spotify, I've – you've probably had uh, – anytime you have to change Windows, you know, your little update, they usually give you the terms of service right there and what's changed. You know, sometimes that annoying thing where that most people do, you know, you have to scroll down and you don't even read any of it. You just have to scroll all the way to the bottom so you can accept it. Most companies Definitely. do Definitely. that. <laughs> yeah, mo- yeah, obviously, right. But at least at that point, they're showing you here's the stuff. Here's the new terms of service. And, you know, it's on you to read them. But at least they're putting them in front of you to read them. So it is on you. Here, you get this little greetings from uh, Neighbor Webtoon Ltd. To fully enjoy our service, you must agree to the new and updated terms of use and private policy. And it's just a little check mark that you say I agree and submit that's it you can technically continue without logging on but a lot of series do require you to log on but even in the terms of service by using said service you agree to the terms of service so even <laughs> even skipping this you're still dragged into agreeing to their service but they do i will you know preface by saying they do have two hyperlinks you know terms of use, terms of use and private policy so you can click on them to get them but they're not in front of you, which is kind of shady and very, you know, dodgy in a lot of cases. So they, besides, you know, uh, updates that the updates to the 17th clause, they're already kind of making you dodgy on agreeing mm-hmm. to this without giving you a chance to read them. Uh, Kat, your current thoughts on it right now, just a uh, general preface.
2: Thoughts on it? Well, um, I think I'm gonna start by saying, you know, comics manga it's a sphere a lot of people want to work in a lot of people you know want to like tell their stories and reach a lot of people you know through a medium like manga which i think is like of wouldn't i don't know, i fell in love with the art style right that's why i got into it um and so and a sphere where a lot of people want to step into oftentimes um you know the pay won't be there just because a lot of people want in and so it's kind of easy to take advantage of those people and i think that's a scenario like this where webtoon knows a lot of people want to make their own comics and they are kind of one of the only options you can go to to try to reach people with your comic so mm-hmm. i think they're trying to take advantage of that a little bit by being sneaky and um
1: it does remind me take a, lot. Of a
2: lot of creators
1: you remember that uh, little hullabaloo they had, uh, I think, about a year or two ago, with the whole comic side hustle thing, where they uh, referred to all of their creators as having, like, doing webtoon as a side hustle, even though, like, it's clearly like a f forty plus hour work week type of deal.
2: I had a friend recently who applied to work on like a lot of pop culture magazines. Um, he's a writer. Uh, and after doing some research, you know. It's kind of the same thing as with uh, the comic industry, where it's like very much a sphere a lot of people want to work in. And so there's like a huge lack of professionalism by a lot of the companies within that sphere because they can't take advantage of you, and so they will. um right. I think what a lot of creators need to do, we all kind of need to maybe band together a little bit and kind of decide what we're willing to take and how far we're willing to let this go because everybody's doing it.
1: So you need to unionize is what you're saying.
2: Literally. I think a union with artists, an artist union, I think would you know, be one way to do it. You could get a writer's union too, not be quite it as is. exciting, but Doesn't I think. Doesn't comics right.
0: have a union? Uh, no. no, they I mean, for quote unquote, big major publishers, technically they don't. There was one they created do.
1: comic book workers united.
0: When was that one founded? Because there's another one that was founded back in the '90s. Um, one of the major people, one of the like two major people that signed it were the creators of the TMNT, and then Scott McCloud, you know, creator of you know those How to Make Comic Books, Understanding Comics. He was one of them. Was that is that the um, is that their their organization? Because I'm I'm blinking on their their name right now. When was that one founded?
1: They don't have it listed. The Comic Book Workers United. They don't have it listed Mm. as when they founded.
2: Okay. Um,
1: we, the worker of Image
0: Comics, have formed a union. Um, oh, if it's an, yeah, okay, if this is an Image Comics thing, that makes sense. This is a request for voluntary recognition. No, oh, okay. So this was it would 2021. be a different one. Uh, it's a different one.
1: Yeah, but either yeah, way, was this was twenty twenty really one. Really recent thing. it yeah. <laughs> was literally two yeah, years. ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. So there's still technically not really a. Union and comic books. A lot of, you know, mainstream comics, we're talking DC, Marvel, Image, a lot of them are uh, contractors, so oh they're only there for, draw the book, we pay for the book, buy. The only people that are on staff, it's usually like some of the quote-unquote comic book legends that are usually on staff that they hire, and even then to their capacity are like very limited. Usually writers are the only ones that get the on staff treatment and most of those still end up working as contractors. Um to kinda add on to what uh is worrying is the thing Cat is talking about. Part of the changes in number 17 explicitly prevent that. That's right. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Even uh even when um so I have both versions up, right? And one thing I wanted to point out, just before we really continue, the old terms of use, kind of, some of the sections read like someone in high school was writing these. You know, there's there's no way that some of these would actually stand up in court. You know, so, sometimes you only get like a paragraph of yada yada this, legalese, but not really written well. It's literally just a paragraph. There's, it's not even indented minor things like oh changes to the terms of use blanket thing just telling you okay so we might change them in the future yada yada will tell you what the current one is as effective of last whatever date but then the change the new one you know shows you okay webtoon all caps you know showing you with this that and uh so on, showing you just how, how different things are you have the section 3 definition where you have coins in quotations and not actually sectioned out, just spaced apart. They're not even listed as A, B, C, D, E, F, like in most legal documents. Uh, Things aren't uh, spaced out properly. Like it, It looks like someone who didn't know how to write a legal document and format it correctly wrote them. Now, I don't know if this was because the... Korean side worked on this or if whoever they hired to do it on the English side because they're based in California so Webtoon is, is a Korean company but operating in California for all their English stuff here so I don't know who wrote this originally but the new one is definitely better as a legal document just right off the bat you know just going back and forth between these two they're more protected in court with this one luckily From the first changes that I was reading this they snuck in a lot of stuff when you actually open up the new terms of service terms of use yada yada uh, they give you a warning you know section 17 contains a binding arbitration and class action waiver clause section 17 affects your rights on how disputes between you and Webtoon will be handled please review carefully they knew that's gonna cause some problems with people and some of the changes that they made were kind of sneakily put into some other things as well. One line that stuck out to me uh, real quick was basically everything in, like quote unquote, acceptance of of the terms of use were almost the same bit, just reworded so that way it's more legally better. Something they interestingly put was, if you are using the services on behalf of another person or entity, you represent that you have the authority to bind that person or entity to the agreement. And the words "you" or "your" in the agreement includes such other person or entity. Just little, uh, yeah. We're just gonna sneak that in there, and some of the other updates. Just uh, not gonna let you know it. You do have to read it, but it's nice that they put in bold, mind you, for the section 17 in bold. Hey, pay attention to se- to section 17. Don't pay attention to some of the other things we added to the terms of uh to terms of use. So I, that's something that I. Uh, found pretty interesting when I was going back and forth between these two documents.
1: It's impressive that you were able to put like so much research so, into both versions. Because I don't even think most people <laughs> went back to read the original; they were just like freaking out about the current version.
0: Yeah, there's uh there's some bits that are you know kind of sus. Is like with that line, you can basically the way it's read and written to me. Because I I'll admit I'm not a lawyer, I but I do somewhat understand some legalese and legal documents by having that line, basically to my understanding, you basically end by you using the service on behalf of someone else. You end up allowing them to agree to that service as well. So if you are doing the services on behalf of another person slash entity, yada, yada, basically they have this clause saying that you are Allowing you to represent them and that you have the authority to say, all right, this person that I'm, you know, using the services on behalf, he agrees to them too, just because I'm using it, which is something that I look, felt a little, hmm, little uh, interesting that you're going to have this in there so that way you can just have more people uh, absorbed in your clauses and your legal stuff, just in case. You know, they're, they're covering a lot of their tracks in, this, in these documents a lot of them just did not have any clauses or expl- explanations or really expanded on what they mean. If you want to jump straight into it, Kat, I have both versions of Clause 17 open, and you can add in your general thoughts about it. I'm going to go on and on and how most of the original document just does not read or, and just does not work, you know, in court. Like, they just say, like, oh, uh, they, they try their best to avoid any legalese or even really explaining stuff. So the impetus to this episode was Kat actually bringing up what was going on, and which led me to end up finding the original uh, TOS and compare these two. Give me a a quick sec. Hold on. Uh,
1: In the meantime, I do want to book in this real quick before we get into it. Panty and Stocking Season 2, my dudes.
2: Say what to the what now?
1: Panty and Stocking season two. Oh, I gotta is say, I'm happening. a fan of
2: panties and stockings, but I don't know what that is.
1: You know, like you you've never seen Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt? One of the greatest never anime ever created.
2: I have yeah. seen actually maybe just like 10 animes in my life and only like the classics.
1: Uh we're gonna have to start I watching know, anime together. It's, just sad.
2: it's like I don't I've got problems. I've read maybe like two manga series and they were short.
1: I'm just, I'm super excited. So Panty and Stocking came out in 2013 uh, with Attack on Titan uh, and all that fun business and it is extremely famous for being the only anime, I guess not the only anime, but one of the very few animes that doesn't look like anime, right? Because it's based on American cartoons. It was inspired by Powerpuff Girls. It was inspired by Drawn Together. And like other American cartoons and stuff like that, so it's about these two angels who got, got kicked out of heaven for being too raunchy, and they got to earn their way back into heaven by collecting coins. But they keep spending all these coins on things like sex so. It's a story about sugar, me. <laughs> like sweets and stuff. Yes, if you have sex, yes. <laughs> But it's pretty fucking great. Anyway, so the series ends with one of the characters betraying another character after this giant fucking battle that they had, like Evangelion-level stuff. Um, and then they're like, uh, you know, to be continued in Painting and Stocking Season 2. Uh, then Gainax said, no, we're not doing Painting and Stocking Season 2. So everybody left and made Studio Trigger, and that was the end of it. Um, Panty and Stalking Season Two as an IP was hijacked by a guy named Otako Studios, um, who also went by Boss, who also went by like Andre something. I can't remember what his real name was, but he had there was like this whole uh, Daft Pina expose about him um, being like this huge pedophile. He got arrested by the FBI in trying to buy a twelve-year-old prostitute. Um, it was a whole thing. And so his comic got pretty much ended because um, it, it was on Topastic. It was called Panty and Stocking Season 2. So anybody who is searching for Panty and Stocking Season 2 would find his comic. And he was doing it in the Panty and Stocking style. So he was, like, straight up stealing the IP, so to speak. And uh, But uh, yesterday or the day before... Uh, Trigger had released a teaser video along with a teaser image, which I've linked here in the VC chat. It's called "New Pantheon Stocking," and they're announcing that they're making the season two with all of the original people who worked on season one.
2: Interesting.
1: Looks like they announced it at Anime Expo 2013. Is when they announced.
0: It. Yeah, it was uh, one of the big announcements they had just yeah. yesterday. Yep.
1: It's insane, and I'm so excited, and I'm so happy because, like, knowing what happened to Fuli, Cooley, and Diebuster is like really fucking heartbreaking. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Fuli Cooley was originally in a bidding war for the rights, um, uh, for Studio Kara to win. Who's uh, heralded by Hideaki Yano, who wanted to return the rights to the guys at Trigger and, like, uh, reconstruct the original Fuli Kuli team from, uh, 1999, so to speak, or 2000. And, uh, but because Gainax wanted more money from it, and, uh, Yano isn't a fucking idiot, he negotiated really well, they finally agreed to give him the rights, um, and then they pulled the shittiest fucking move in the world, which was um, putting out a secret bid to other studios to see who wanted to buy it. And with the kind of like interest, like, oh, Studio Kara is going to buy this. But before we do, does anybody want to buy it for more money? Right. Like Absolutely. Option, option, a lot of situation. Um, mm-hmm. And this is after they already agreed to sell it to Studio Kara. Uh, that they did this, so production IG was like, Yeah, we'll pay you for it. Like, studio, I think Studio Car was going to give them like 800 thousands for the right because that's what they were worth. And production IG was like, 800 thousands I guess I'll do a mil, right? We'll do a million dollars. Um, and so of course, Gynex was like, Bet, uh, but we're already in this legal contract, but what we can do is. Dissolve the company who owns the current rights and transfer the rights to a different company uh, under the same like parent branch that isn't engaged in that contract and doesn't have to uphold it so to speak so like with the dissolution of that the company that was engaged in Kara's contract and held the initial rights for fulikuli they transfer the rights to a second party that second party wasn't on the contract with studio Kara and was now in position of the fulikuli rights and could openly sell the rights to production ig for the mill and then after that happened, Studio Kara found like Hideaki Ano was reading the news and found out the same time everybody else did <laughs> that they sold the rights to Production IG, and he was like, "Whoa, whoa, hold on a minute! Like I was set to buy this shit. What the fuck?" It was a very heartbreaking thing, and that's why we got product, uh, we got progressive and alternative the way that we did because. Uh, uh, IG wasn't interested in reconstructing the original team. They wanted to do a whole new generation thing and revitalize. They really wanted the American money because Toonami was negotiating for a season two for like ever of Fuli Coolie. and uh, they finally had the money after. It did so well. Yeah, after they got acquired by Adult Swim, they had the advance to do that, and so that's where this whole negotiation kind of came up from. It was really fucked up, and I'm really sad about it. Which makes it this whole like thing with painting and stocking and studio trigger like so much more magical because that same thing could have happened to them, right? This is an American beloved series. People in Japan don't really like it all that much. Studio Trigger is very much American focused when it comes to uh, the works that they do. Really, they just want to make cool shit, but the Americans tend to like their cool shit more than the Japanese do.
0: Now they even opened up a Patreon where you can directly support them. Mm-hmm.
1: and they visit Anime Expo every year now. Ever since uh,
0: 2019, I think, they've been doing it? A lot of really uh, crazy stuff. Apologize for that in the background. I just shut off a, I shut off a couple devices on my damn Wi-Fi. I see that the, the
1: I'm interested the niece is watching. Yeah, it. so talk about this
0: uh, yeah. this Clause 17, and we'll
1: see if you disconnect again. Where oh, we? we really know.
2: <laughs> right? yeah, where we got to say, you know, you know, if you want the Wi-Fi to stop cutting out and, you know, cleaner recording sessions, you can support the show directly so we can get G-Night some better Wi-Fi. <laughs>
1: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) He needs to move locations that he doesn't live in a goddamn trailer park where the only Wi-Fi available to him is the stuff for people who want to connect (laughs) with QAnon.
0: Oh my god. (laughs) Hashtag saving. Goddamn. uh, (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Uh, Clause 17. Arbitration and class action waiver. This is verbatim from the original. It's just a, a couple sentences. At Company's sole discretion, it may require you to submit any disputes arising from the agreement, including disputes arising from or concerning their interpretation, violation, invalidity, non-performance, or termination, to final and bidding arbitration under rules of arbitration of American Arbitration Association applying California law were permitted under applicable law, you agree that you may bring claims against the company only in your individual capacity and not as a plaintiff or class member in any purported class or representative action. So the thing some people are kind of iffy on the uh, in the new version is that you can't represent yourself as a class. You can't represent yourself as a huge group. like The artists of Webtoon that this is affecting now and this is causing a huge hullabaloo, even in the original TOS from last year, March 14th, 2022, even in their original, they still had this, where you had to repre- you had to settle this as an individual. And it had to be, this is not really in court. This is you dealing with them directly. You can't, it's in their clause to not do that. So in the new one, they still have this. It's just, I I wanted to make it clear that they had this from the beginning as well. And the new one actually looks like a freaking legal document. That was his only single paragraph, whereas Section A of the new Arbitration and Class Action Waiver is just as long. You know, uh, Section A, Notice of Dispute. In the events of a dispute, you or Webtoon must give the other written statement that is set forth the name, address, and contact information of the party giving it which is uh, the email that I'm going to give you guys. So that way you can, if you choose to opt out of agreeing to this, they have it in this clause that you can do it. But, you know, they're going to be a little iffy on it. So, uh, mind you, the notice of the dispute uh, that I just said right now, that's you going through them and checking something. Let's just say um, the thing that worries a lot of people is... Uh, I've been seeing around people like, oh, you don't own the rights to your stuff anymore, and so on and so forth, which, um... I'll I'll turn the floor over to Kat in a quick moment to comment on this. But even if you were, you know, disputing anything that they had with you, that you choose to agree with this stuff, and, you know, something comes up and you choose to want to dispute it, you'd have to go through and deal with the Korean side of these things for 60 days. And then, after that 60 days... Two months for one dispute... After that's done, then you go to the California part to deal with that for another 30 days. So, they're going to do everything in their damn power. This is three months to handle a single dispute that you yourself have to deal with by yourself, by the way. They're really going to drag this out. And mind you, this is legal stuff. They're gonna—they're not going to try and settle this within a week. There's a reason why they gave you 60 days. They're going to use every single one of those days to deal with this. And mind you, this is not in court. This is you dealing with them directly. So, uh, Kat, can you bring up uh, some of the other stuff that you wanted to talk about for this? Because there's a huge amount of text and information that I've been reading through, and I really want to get your input on this. I'm not
2: huge on reading. This is a lot of information to take in, and I think a lot of people feel that way, you know. Mm -hmm.
0: It's
1: a
2: huge time commitment to go through this. You're right. We're creating comics. We don't, (laughs) we're not on here to kind of discuss the legal ramifications of why we're posting comics or whether or not it's a good idea. And I think a lot of people feel that way, uh, which makes it dangerous, right? because we don't exactly know what's going on. I don't exactly know what this all means. Like, I mean, just reading through section 17 right here, um, it sounds like you can't have a class action, um, but maybe you can still pursue like problems you have uh, legally, right, but it just can't be a class action. So that would mean mm-hmm. that Webtoon, you know, doesn't end up in a case where they have to pay out a ton of money, maybe just a little bit here and there to specific people, because once it's a class action, it becomes a lot more dangerous for Webtoon. So by avoiding that, kind of keeping them safe. Um, Yeah, but I... I...
1: Yeah, especially when, Um, like, the minimum age to use Webtoon as well, keep in mind, is 13 years old. So they have to communicate these terms of service to a 13-year-old.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, mind, mind you, it's also in the clause that you're not going to go to court. Like this, you you can try, but because you agree to this, this is them trying to wiggle their way out of it. Because that's what that arbitration law is also part of, that little clause. Also, if you lose uh, this whole uh, dispute that you have, you have to pay the arbitration fees. That's in section F, arbitration fees. Whoever files the arbitration pays the initial filing fee. If Webtoon files, then Webtoon will pay. If you file, then you will pay, unless you get a fee waiver under the applicable, arbitra- uh, under the applicable arbitration rules. Each party will bear the expense of the party's attorneys, experts, and witnesses, and other expenses, regardless of which party prevails.
1: That's pretty common. So though, for legal, for most entities uh, that have legal representation, they put that. Um, In their clauses um, That if anybody goes against them For legal reasons um, Then they have to pay But obviously then they have to pay If they go against anybody else Which they have the capital to do Because they're a giant entity right? It's like Webtoon is a giant company With a bunch of moving parts And stuff like that It's classified as an individual under American law But um, as such, any, you know, a 13 year old from the Midwest wouldn't have the same kind of capital to take, you know, legal action against them, especially if they lost.
0: It's just ridiculous. Just looking at this, the one thing that uh, I saw is that because of these new updates, they don't uh, from because there was this tweet that had gone out. And everybody was really worried about some of the, you know, ramifications that the wording was used. So I'm gonna bring it up and read that as well verbatim. Cat, if uh, you could take the floor and comment it for real quick as I bring that up.
2: Yeah, which section was that?
0: Remember the original tweet that uh, that started this? I I'm gonna bring should, that up that was, real yeah,
1: quick. Yeah, I showed the tweet.
0: Oh, that was you. Yeah. Okay, let me uh, bring that up real again, real quick. And so sh- 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 where's that? that link go? Yeah, I'm trying to find it again. I'm trying to see how Maybe that's uh, way up there from oh, before yeah. all of the. Yeah, I, I for, Yeah, I forgot. We were <laughs> here we go. So this is it right Let me here. Have a look. So I'll actually bother to load. Unfortunately it doesn't decide to load, so I gotta actually open up Twitter. So one thing that we're talking about number 17. That's the one issue that I have, but uh, I be- number eight is what a lot of people is going a little uh, crazy over because that is with the user stuff and the- with the Canvas program and your rights as a creator. So if you want to uh, comment on that cat before we really go into the whole legalese stuff of it.
2: All right. So just goes back to what I was saying before. For me, you know you. Are in the sphere where there are a lot of young, really talented people mm-hmm. um who are you know, creating a commodity that's pretty easy to exploit, and pretty much every company in this sphere, to a smaller and greater like extent exploits um, artists and writers because a lot of artists and writers aren't willing to ask for more or stand up for, you know what they deserve based on the hours they put in and the time, you know, honing their skills and their crafts. So I just, this is all to me just, you know, part of a greater tragedy that I think, um, I hope will, um, speak to a lot of people and allow them to kind of realize that we're going to have to start kind of playing the game a little bit different if we want to kind of stop this stuff from happening or like, um, get the kind of respect and treatment that we deserve because you know these kinds of things they affect people quite a bit you know you spend your whole life working on a series like your whole life you know 12 hours a day for months mm-hmm.
1: that's just you cat
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know some people that have uh i know some people that have uh, been making a comic for seven plus years and they only got three volumes to their name so uh some people will put in the work, some people won't, but I know what you mean.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. That's 10 I, years. I just think My mistake.
2: The amount of time that goes into making a comic, I mean, there's a reason it takes some people 3 years, yeah, 3 volumes for 10 years. Is because it's kind of a taxing thing to do. I remember uh one of the first people I had talked to um about making comics. Um it was in a class i took at the library like a free one that they put on during the summertime um and he was a freelance graphic novelist Mm -hmm. i think i probably was like 10 or 11 years old he was a former like uh i think marine and he talked about you know the scariest thing he ever Mm. saw was just when you look at a blank page and you know you have to fill it up with art um another thing i remember him saying he was a pretty small person like maybe five two right but he remembers, yeah, mm. you know, he recalled, you know, um, during the training, how a lot of people, you know, who are a lot more physically capable than he was or like built for that were dropping out left and right. And he was sticking it through. And he thought the reason that that was is because, you know, he was used to making comics and making comics teaches you kind of the self-discipline and the dedication. Um uh, It's just such a taxing thing that not many people are able to do it. And so that's something that a lot of creators should be proud about. And it's something that they should, you know, have a little more respect for themselves. uh, And they Mm -hmm. should stand up for their, for what they deserve. Because it's not something easy. They are offering a lot and they aren't getting what they deserve back
1: indeed but it is because taught, they're all young um, right it's a lot of you know, kids, it is you know, nobody's like ever
2: taught this to them there's no class on how to you know work out any of this legal stuff there should be there
0: should be you want to make some educational yeah. content
2: literally i think that would be pretty you good <laughs>
0: but yeah you should mind you this is uh companies like webtoon to pass and Oh, even, uh, what's that, uh, the one that Shueisha put out? Manga Plus, I believe? Oh,
1: yeah, the, uh, Manga Plus creators from Medivang and, uh, Shueisha.
0: Mind you, these companies... Right, right, right. These companies require you, the artist, to continue to live. You know, obviously, their reputation is what draws you to them. But without artists, publishers are nothing. Without the creators, publishers don't have anything. So... The power is in your hands. You just need to be able to fight for what you deserve, is what I think Kat uh, wanted to at least, you know, make a really strong point about. Because I'm looking and rereading Section 8, User Postings Feedback. Now, I apologize if I sound like uh, some of those YouTubers on, uh, you know, YouTube that... Basically have this here's this ad here's this like controversial article and now I'm gonna read it to you word for word and then stop every two sentences to explain my opinion on it. Uh <laughs> but uh it's explicitly because not a lot of people, you know, read through this that I kinda wanna read the whole thing mm-hmm. and at least have people understand what this kinda means, or at least why webtoon are trying to cover their asses on certain bits. So rereading section eight again. Here we go for uh i'm only gonna really post the uh uh part one because part two and three are more uh you agreeing to grant the rights and everything else and just uh i'll I'll explain it to you in a little bit so this is what really got people worried and this has to deal with the rights and you posting your stuff on webtoon as a canvas creator uh it, it goes through other stuff but uh, the m- this is a, mostly really getting the canvas guys for any user posting posted or submitting through or submitted through Excuse me for any user posting posted or submitting through the services including canvas whether previously existed Or posted or submitted going forward you grant us the maximum extent permitted under applicable laws a non-exclusive perpetual Irrevocable, royalty free, worldwide, transferable, sub licensable through multiple tiers of sub licenses, license to access, use, host, cash, store, reproduce, transmit, modify, create derivative works of, perform, include publicly, display, include publicly, publish, distribute, monetize e.g. by placing advertisements or charging for access and otherwise exploit your user posting for any purpose in all media now known or uh, hereafter devised for the duration of all applicable intellectual property rights in and to the user posting. So That was a lot of words. Sorry, my dyslexia tripped me up a couple times while I'm reading this. But the sum of it is as a canvas user, your art can be used by Webtoon for whatever they want to do. Yeah. They can make money off of it and not even give any of it to you because of section 17 as well. The, uh, under applicable laws might also, you know, be meaningless because if you're going to have a dispute over, you know, Hey, you know, I have rights as a creator. Well, you have to go through, you know, section 17 or arbiter and yada, yada. And you have to go through that guy. You're not going to go through uh, the court. You're going to go through our guys first. And then after so on and so forth, all these other things happen, your case in court might be void because of all the things you're agreeing to in this this, uh, terms of service. Uh, One thing that came up was someone, you know, those banners that sometimes show up in your series. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those are automated. Sometimes you yourself don't put them on there. Uh, I'm seeing some comments and some creators saying, like, oh, I just, I've just, i never made a banner. They just automatically created one for me. That's them using your work without you agreeing to mm-hmm. it, technically. But because of this, you do agree for them to use it. It's just now they're using it and not really giving yeah. you anything for it. They'll make your banner for you. They'll advertise your shit for you. They'll do whatever. Some people have brought up that, um, while they might they may not be doing this, they may be doing this, they may not, they could take your artwork and give it to an AI bot. That could be something that they can do with this now.
1: Mm.
0: So they may there they there's no confirmation they're doing this. I'm just saying that they are able to do it now because of it. And because they added derivative works to this, they can make spinoffs of your stuff. Without you, you know, without asking you. Not even that, but they can make anime, too. Yeah. Oh, hey, insert person that's making us a lot of money. Uh, you don't want to do the comic anymore? That's okay. We'll make, three se- we'll make 37 different spinoffs, and you're not going to see a dime from it. So, oh boy. Yeah, I guess the only
1: thing that you aren't signing over is the right to the work itself. That's literally the only thing you aren't signing over. So, luckily, the work that you did is still
0: technically yours. But
1: everything associated
0: with it is not. And, oh boy, is that just a kick in the nuts to any creator that are trying to use, you know, especially now, because Webtoon is still really popular. Obviously, now uh, Manga Plus is gaining a decent following as well. I haven't checked their numbers, but I do understand that they're growing. I don't know how big they're growing, but I do understand that they're definitely... They're growing platform enough for... to be
1: ballsy to do this. <laughs> yeah (laughs) that's that's really what it's about right it's like they've gotten to a point where they're the cornerstone of the market where nobody can ever you know test them or anything like that and uh yeah that's that's what they're taking full advantage of and that's you
0: know that's how
1: you know a company is successful when they can do some shit like this and get away with
0: it you look at this and you see the other two parts of this as well because that was part one part two for the avoidance of doubt and forgoing license, including the right to use your postings to market the service and content to our services, this means we are allowed to... Because they explain it, right? This means we are allowed to, among other things, send emails containing your user postings in whole or part to other service users or exhibit your user posting in, other, in whole or part on advertisements for Canvas and other services. So they shorten it down and try to explain it. But... That's still ignoring certain bits like they're not really telling you what they because that's the thing with these legal documents. They'll kind of legally tell you what they can do, but they're not explaining it to you a way to where you know what's happening. Like, oh, yeah, uh, so, someone reading this might think that they're only going to be you know in control of their advertisements and whatever and completely miss that there's the derivative work in here and monetize because nowhere in this does it say you're going to get anything. You're giving them royalty-free, irrevocable, non-exclusive access to your stuff that you created. It's a, cr- it's crazy that they can do something like this. And I'll have to go. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to read over the Canvas terms of service. I don't know for sure what... Cat, uh... you'll have to fill me in on this. But I don't know for sure whether or not you keep your rights to the IP that you put on Canvas. So you'll have to fill me in on that while completely I uh, digging through. because I'm not completely it used it sure, enough. and
2: that's pretty scary. So, the problem. As
1: far as I know, mm-hmm. you can you retain the Creative Commons license for your own derivative work. Uh, or for your own work that you place on on Canvas, right? So, like, the the mm-hmm. actual files and story and stuff like that that you produce in your home and upload to Canvas, you keep the right to that and only that, as far as I know. But everything else, the ideas, the themes, the characters, the stories, you know, stuff like that that they can use for advertisements, for derivations, for... uh. Uh, adaptations for everything, right? Like, if they decide to make an audiobook for your comic, you don't own the rights to that audiobook. You only own the rights to your comic. Because they said they said every sub-license that they get, right?
2: And the other keyword is So, here.
1: a sub-license would be, like... Yeah, a sub-license would be not the license to the IP, but the license to adaptation, the license to uh, sales, the, you know, like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, going on. Merchandise. Yeah. All of that they own. And that's more convenient for them because then they get to promote Canvas more and bring more traction over to the Canvas platform as opposed to uh, Webtoon Originals, which is historically how they've done it before, where they prioritize Originals in order to make more money. But they recognize that there is an untapped potential market in the Canvas area where they have the ability to profit off of these people without necessarily spending the money to sign them and this is their way of doing that right tapping into the untapped market that they have full access to historically that's just been kind of like a curation ground for them to have people build a platform and then be able to hand pick from that platform who they want to turn into an original um they haven't been doing very good with originals lately as far as i know because they're just not as popular as they were hoping in the western uh market they they don't have anything like they do in like uh you know in korea or in korea they've got like a fuck ton of like really high hitters and stuff like that when's the last time you really heard of like a significant webtoon original in america right the last one i remember is lore olympus
0: I'm trying to think, uh, oh, wow, that, that, yeah, I forgot that was a Webtoon. Um, what was that uh, Webtoon original that got a live-action show, I think it was, on Netflix? I'm trying to remember what that one was.
1: Oh, uh, uh Lookism was the one you're trying to remember?
0: I think. There was something like, there was like a monster and stuff about it, too. I'm trying to remember. But uh, I only know it because a lot of people were talking about it at the time. Mm and they kept bringing up it was a webtoon original. Yeah, I'm
1: looking at the uh, was it the trending ones that they have like the top performers and I don't recognize mm-hmm. a single thing on this list except for my
0: giant nerd boyfriend. Jeez, that's that's rough. Um uh, to somewhat uh, to point this out, you know if you've ever gone to a convention and then you see Webtoon there, whenever they have like a banner, right? Or like a nice little standee or here's a neat little poster of all of our yada yada. Like, here's our originals. Usually, they do, the creators get like a little kickback for being allowed to be put on that advertisement if it's in their, you know, contract and everything else because there's like licensing for merchandise and advertisement and stuff. I'm just, just in general stuff, right? I'm not saying that that's, they did. Just here's a hypothetical. If you're at the booth, you see Web 2 and you see, oh, hey, I read that Web 2 and I saw, I know this Web 2 and I know that one. They would theoretically have gotten like or paid for or gotten permission to use those illustrations to advertise or have that booth or have any of that artwork for said thing. Mm -hmm. So in this case now, imagine you're at the same convention. Sure. Cool. Oh, my series now is on the booth uh, for Webtoon. You can see it uh, at a convention now. I'm not getting paid for that uh and i'm the the one that is only really gonna be i only benefit from that because people are gonna see the work any merchandise that they sell at the booth about my series any extra things about the series that they want to do with it i don't get anything for it i just did the pretty pictures for them and hopefully some of that kickback comes to me in the form of well, my canvas is making me some kind of money because you link it to your Patreon and stuff too, if right? I'm not and mistaken, you get right? ad payments. So, pfft.
1: so God forbid yeah, anybody's I...
0: using an ad blocker to read your comic, right? <laughs> you know how some people, you know, some people are uh, annoyed that oh, the working for us, you get paid in exposure. Yeah, this is That's this is what paying. that yeah.
1: is. And uh, to be honest, it's like this isn't a completely out of nowhere um kind of thing right like this this is how manga is run in japan
2: right Right. we're playing by manga
1: rules now this is like in demon slayer's case same deal right the reason that the demon slayer author gets zero dip from the anime is because they justify it by saying well the anime is like a big advertisement for your manga so people want more they can go and buy the manga right and it, like that's that's a quantifiable metric. Like you can point to like here's the sales numbers before the anime. here's the sales number during, and here's the sales number after. And you can see the trend here is like before and after the sales are down. But during the anime, but the you best believe you were out selling one piece for a hot minute there. And that's all you need because, you know, you're just the author. We could add we could adapt to anybody. And it's like, okay, well, then why don't you? right?
0: Mm-hmm. So, It's still, uh, I mean, even on the JP side, there's a lot of creator rights that just kind of don't work really well. And it's always been, I mean, you have, uh, Oda needs to take a freaking break because whoops, we can't have our moneymaker dying on us while we were in the middle of writing it. So we need you to take a break because you're constantly being hospitalized. God forbid that happens a fucking again. Right. So, you know, that's not even a, Oh no, what was us? Sorry fans. It's more, uh, oh, shit, the moneymaker got hurt. Uh, uh, we got to figure this out. Uh, uh, every month you get a week off. You have to take a week off. Stop working because you're going to die. You're the moneymaker. Admittedly, that's harsh, but that's, you know, that that's the mentality. You know, you are working for a company that, especially there, you know, you're a cog in their gear. And a lot of places, you know, even here in the Western market, you know, you're... If you're not doing your own creative thing, like doing an image comics thing or have your own platform, if you work for like a Marvel, a DC or you any other like minor comp like a Boom Studios example, you're only going to be working there as a contractor. You don't own the stuff that you do for them. You do a you can do some slight stuff. Like I think they can let you use certain art pieces or prints and stuff, but you the pages that you do for them, that's they own them. Oh hey, you like drawing for Spider-Man? Well, unfortunately, everything you do for Spider-Man, they you you get kind of kickback. Oh, uh, Todd McFarlane and um, oh god, I'm gonna I'm blanking on the writer's name, but anytime Venom shows up, they get kickback. You know? Oh hey, here's a, here's a nice little check because we have to use Venom in certain things, or in some cases, uh, like Chuck Dixon. Anytime Bane shows up. He gets a nice little check, mm-hmm. not because uh, he owns the creation. It's just he created them, and DC and Marvel give them uh, incentive bonuses. Like, oh, anytime we do something with X character, you get a one percent kickback or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the fact this has been not really standard, but it's been it's a problem that's been in this industry for a long time. You know, creators being somewhat abused quote unquote. Like I want to say quote unquote because there's um let me say taking it taken advantage of for their work and their creation. So now that Webtoon's doing it, one of the few places that didn't really take too hard of advantage of the creators are now going to be taken advantage of. And now they're going to be stuck in the same problem of well I can't go here because I get a shit deal. I can't go there because I get a shit deal. Uh, the only place that I wasn't getting a shit deal is now updating their terms of service or of uh, terms of use, I mean, to effectively take all of my creation, take all my creation and make money off of my stuff. And I barely get anything off of it. It seems, like, Man, I can't.
1: it seems like the only viable option is, like, self-publishing. But then, like, that's such a difficult position to be in because uh, if you oversaturate, like, a self-publishing market, everybody is competing. You, you have, like, all of a sudden millions of micro-companies competing for everybody's attention and money to try it. Yeah. And then the whole thing just kind of collapses under its own weight. And only, you know then you have a repeat of basically what happens. Like, you either don't make money by doing comics, or you get really good. You know, this is, like, something similar to, like, the YouTube right now, right? YouTube, uh right. the YouTube the environment... No, not the apocalypse, but the environment of being a YouTube creator, the standard for being successful on YouTube is, like, so much higher than it used to be in the past, like, even just 10 years ago. Like, you have to already have a studio, you have to already have consistent, uh, content, you have to already have, like, the best microphone and camera and stuff like that. You have to already be making good content like there's no learning curve yeah you you either start as a casual or you make or you make money like there's no in-between
0: right and uh unfortunately because of the way YouTube's going that's why you end up seeing you know a lot of I guess indie creators end up putting out like one video a day or, or, or one, like the whole one video a day thing, that's just so that way they can keep up with the algorithm. And so many people either plug a Patreon or they get a bunch of ad stuff. Yeah, some sort of donation or they platform. really Yeah. Like, they really can't survive doing that alone. And even now, YouTube has their own, you know, very, very strict, oh, if you don't follow these rules, we're going to kick your ass off the platform.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, they're not really too and strict about this, it. Yeah, like YouTube is but, still in good it, it, guy territory in my eyes,
1: right?
0: For some of the creators that I follow, I would argue against it. The Ever since uh, Google, Neb, YouTube, a lot of the decisions I really don't agree with, but that that that's for another episode of the podcast. Here, we're looking at it and strictly pointing to... Whoops. Sorry, guys. Another platform that was getting really popular is now... Deciding to take advantage of the creators that are making it more popular. Because, mm-hmm. you know, originals aren't doing so hot. And now they need the cash. So from a company standpoint, I can understand, or, you know, big business. You know, I make so much. I make enough money as a salary that you that you ne- will never see in your lifetime. I'm sitting down and thinking, oh, you know, we've given these people so much stuff. I think it's time that we, you know, get something out of this, uh, out of this deal that we have. You know, I mean, sure, we're providing you with all this content and entertainment, but that's what are we getting out of it? Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to get something out of them, which is kind of crap, in my opinion. Especially as like this for you two, I'm, you know, happy that you guys are pointing this stuff out because I'm gonna, like, I don't have as much content to really put on a platform whereas you both have had you know some form of content and now uh i believe uh hero you have some stuff on webtoon still i
1: don't think
0: so do you No, i I was was making uh... webtoon
1: content but i never posted any of it Oh damn! Because it, like That's for crazy. you know for various reasons, like I was trying to participate in a contest, mm-hmm. or I was trying to get under the rhythm, and ultimately I decided webtoon isn't something I want to do. Right, my passion's always been in mm-hmm. film and storytelling and stuff like that, and webtoon I just wasn't having any fun with, um, and the standard of quality was like too varying. Like my expectations were way higher than what the website was known for, much less you know what they're asking for which is like the bare minimum. Like you don't even have to have clean line art or anything. And I'm like, I can't live mm. like this. So it just wasn't Jeez. an enjoyable experience for me. So I just didn't didn't post anything, didn't continue that and went back to working on animation.
0: Jeez, that's well, especially well knowing that now seeing how things are going, you probably sure you shouldn't are gonna put it on there now. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very much uh like woo dodge that bullet right but you know as a spying creator this just no now i now i'm really gonna have to focus on my own platform and building that up because i'm not gonna be taken advantage of and having people make money off of something that i did and are only really in it to make money off of other people Mm -hmm. which you know don't get me wrong yeah public like that that's from the that's kind of an unspoken truth in a lot of these publishers you know you're there to make them money by publishing your work. You know? It's usually a lot of decent publishers uh, have the courtesy of not stabbing you in the back and at least making sure that you're happy and treated well, or at least encouraging you to kind of get on their side. Right. Like
1: this is why we're doing things. Mm-hmm. I hope you understand. If you don't understand you're you know, you have an opportunity to opt out, blah, 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 which Webtoon is right. kind of offering, but it is
0: obfuscated because they don't want too many people to leave the platform. Right.
1: They and I'll, I'll say Twitter. it again. I
0: have. Right. So I'll, I'll say it again. I'll leave the email that you guys can uh, use to send to webtoon so that way you can opt out of this so that way you don't get your stuff stolen i don't know if um i mean admittedly you know this i don't know how far this will reach but this is something serious enough that i hope will uh at least awaken enough people to at least ma- do what's best for you you don't have to i, I have to play devil's god it. you don't have to opt out but as a creator i'd rather not have my stuff stolen mm-hmm. and used so you know i'll put the email in the show notes have your name the one uh that you use for the your account name the residence of your address uh your name your residence yada yada because this is very legalese so you gotta have your name residence The username you use, the email address, slash phone number, link to that account. And then you also got to put in like a statement saying like, oh, I don't agree to be a part of this. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, because you really got to word it. So that way, you know, it's very legalese because sometimes they will, I don't know if they'll deny you, but I've seen a lot of stories and stuff like this. You know, especially on Reddit and other, you know, forums where, oops, uh, I didn't word my thing correctly, and now uh, they still, they didn't uh, continue on with my email and everything got voided. So something like, uh, oh, I am declining agreement to uh, the new terms of service due to the clause in Section 17. Something to say that I decline it because I really don't want anyone losing their stuff or being taken advantage of in this. I'll have the email there, and you guys do what you can, make sure that you at least protect yourself and don't lose out on what you can do, you know? Uh, what do you think, Kat, on all this? Because I know you you know, also have, and at least are interested in doing more stuff on Webtoon, but with this now... How are your like what you, what's your thoughts more now after Let's we're really say, talking about this?
2: The important thing to keep in mind is know the risks going in, and I mean now you do. Uh, I think potentially webtoon could be a good tool especially at the moment where a lot of people are leaving you put a story on there that you don't care that much about but you want to get some traction and put some work into it could potentially build you up as a creator but then you've got to keep in mind that by doing that you're kind of betraying the efforts of a lot of the people who left um so there might be a little bit of room to use this as an opportunity but it's kind of just know the risks going in and Kind of think about the message you're sending, but it's totally kind of the creator's call.
0: Ooh, and understand, mm-hmm. understand that. Uh, I, I, I guess this is going to be a bigger call to action for some people to actually read uh, more of you know those announcements that are being made, so that way they can understand things a little better, and hopefully they you know pay attention slightly to it more, so that way they don't lose out on you know certain stuff. But with this, I think you'll, uh, as a creator, you, because I don't know if I want to say like, oh, you know, there are going to be people leaving the platform at, uh, because of this. There are going to be a decent amount of people that leave, but there are going to be some people that just don't care and will continue to use the platform. <laughs> just because, well, this is the most accessible platform to me, my work, and this is where I have a platform. I'm being paid, you know, here. I have an audience here. I don't like this. I'm here because to pass the get, uh, sorry, I keep saying uh, to pass because I, I knew it as the to too when it first launched, uh, you know, those guys, I'm not really making that much over there. And, you know, my own website, I'm not making much money over here. Uh, if my stuff is published, I'm not making stuff on Amazon through their uh, affiliate, uh, not affiliate, but through their printing program. So, you know, I, I this is my only place. So you're, you're caught between a rock and a hard. In a, a hard place, so it, it's difficult because I'm really trying to really it's difficult now, because I don't know it's disheartening to someone like me. i'm I want to build up my own creative works and all this you know, fun storytelling projects. But now, one place that I might have thought about going to in the future is doing this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they have a monopoly, but they sure they, they are the quote-unquote industry leader yeah. in this. And when you have industry leaders doing something, that bleeds into the other uh, companies. So I will ha- I might be interested in reading what Topastic has under their uh, Terms of Use slash Terms of Service, because I'm wondering how their original program works now, too. And if, hey, if they don't have, you know, some of these clauses that sound very abusive to the creators, sweet. But with this, now, that might change. Because, well, Webtoon's doing it, and they're getting away with it. So, if they're they're okay with it, then I guess, you know, we can do that. And, you know, nothing really happened. I mean, our, you know, proportionally, our audience is smaller, but how much of that audience is going to care? Because that's another thing, too. Some of this will come out and it, it and it is stirring up part of the community. But one thing that I fear is it's not gonna matter because not enough people care. Not enough people are like doing more actionable things that will cause them to reverse this. Now I don't I don't recall if that tweet they put out was a joke or if that was someone else pretending to be Webtoon. But there was like a tweet that I saw circulating in a lot of the artists uh, sphere where they pointed out like, oops, we may have made a mistake. Mm. Uh, the day we we're recording this on uh, the day we we're recording this, they there was a tweet that said like, oops, we may have made a mistake because of all the uproar. Now, I don't know if that was a fake one or I don't know if that was an official one. But I do want to say that you have stuff like this all the time that happens where... I mean, I'm scrolling through their uh, timeline now, and I'm not seeing that tweet, so it might have been fake. But if you have something like this continue, it's going to bleed into every other place because no one does anything. There's a... uh, To tie it into Warhammer, let's say, there was a... uh, They did a price hike. So since 2020, there has been three price hikes in their products now they're like oh what was us you know we got to do it due to inflation and oh it's not like our country had brexit and any of that other stuff so doing stupid decisions but funny enough they raised the prices on a lot of their models but some of them stayed the same because they've suddenly discovered that two that 175 dollars is like that magic number for a lot of people so if they round up they say like "Oh, oh two hundred dollars so some kits just got their prices raised up a bit, but they're never going to pass the one threshold of, two, of 175 for certain places. So, you know, oh, what was us, sorry guys, the price hikes are happening, and whatever, so, so on and so forth. Or, oh man, we did something, uh, whatever, uh, like uh, in Battletech, let's say, there was uh, an, a writer that was being harassed. And the company decided, okay, so we need to make this noise goes away. And what they did was they fired this writer, Blaine E. Parlo. And he was one of the bigger guys in the Battletech universe. You know, he helped write a lot of the books, he helped write a lot of the lores, the source books. Uh, I believe he was uh, one of the writers in Shrapnel, their anthology magazine. So when he left, w- or when he was fired, they kept this person that was harassing him, they hired this individual. This individual has a, a short story in shrapnel, which is pretty bad. And what do they do? They, they didn't do anything. Like, the community made a noise, but there wasn't enough of a noise to get them, you know, rehired or really talk about the issue. They kind of just ignored it and are going further down in that direction people did not want. So, they're just, sometimes they just don't care. Sometimes doing an, doing nothing will let them continue to go down the bad road. Or sometimes a company will not care and will just continue to make these decisions that are just terrible for the community. I hope Webtoon will continue to at least learn from this and backpedal on some of these things. But only time will tell.
1: Mm -hmm. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what they end up doing. I am interested. I was going to look around uh, when you mentioned whether or not it was real or fake that they sent out a public mm-hmm. apology, but I was looking around to yeah. see if there was like any kind of response to this. And I'm not saying that they're acknowledging anything at all. Um, it's just like a lot of people being kind of upset over the new terms of service, but ultimately it doesn't seem like anything's going to change. Um, Cause Webtoon hasn't making an official statement. There's just not enough of a splash of people who care. And I think like mainly because it's like it's Candace creators and they don't have like a ton of power on that platform. Um, much less organization Mm -hmm. like this would be you know this is like this isn't like the whole um, side hustle thing right where they were like subtly also like uh, shitting on their original creators Mm -hmm. so yeah it's kind of uh, a no no it feels like a different ball game here but who knows? Maybe, maybe like you said, it's time. Time will tell. Maybe things will go on. They'll escalate uh, closer to the deadline. Maybe even afterwards, and then something will change.
0: So, just to point out a little thing, for you to opt out, you need to be able. You need to send in an email that that I gave. You need to do it before the twenty seventh, because after the twenty seventh you're not allowed to really opt out if you accept the terms of, you know, the terms. Now, it's from the effective due date. So the effective due date of the new Terms of Service was in June, and that was on the 27th. Now, it's currently July. You have until the 27th here in order to opt out. By the time this goes live, you should have a couple weeks to at least think about it and then decide if you're going to do it or not. So I'll make sure this is done by then and you guys have a choice in whether or not you're going to do it or not. So uh, that, that'll that be my uh, final piece on it. Uh, Kat, do you have anything, uh, any closing words on your thoughts so we can wrap this up?
2: closing words. Um, I would say, you know, it's just another example of creators getting taken advantage of. Look out for yourselves. Don't be like me and don't skip over all the terms of service of everything you ever do because it might save you in the long run. Um, yeah, man,
1: didn't you see the South Park episode? The Sentai bed? <laughs> oh my God, can you not?
2: Yeah. Uh, thank you all so <laughs> much for having me on the show. I had a ton of fun, of course. Always. You guys are a lot of fun to talk to. Um, But yeah, I got to Yeah, off you'll now. have to
1: so, come yeah. back sometime. Um,
2: you guys take care.
0: Y'all have a good one, guys.
2: All sure. right. Bye.